The Boiled Sports Handsome Hour is sponsored by Martin Vintage. Go to martinvintage.com and check out their excellent selection of high-quality Purdue t-shirts. Enter Boiled at checkout to get 20% off your order. martinvintage.com If you'd like to sponsor the Handsome Hour, please contact us at boiledsports at gmail.com. We're cheap. I mean, well, you know what I mean. I got, by the way, last week on Twitter, I was throwing up mutes all the time. I got so mad at people. And during the Wisconsin game, mute, mute. I've had enough of you. I I can't take you anymore. We're going to have, like, nobody that can talk to us. Yes, so stop You're going to see that. conversations as close the app. See. Close the app. Just shut it down. Oh, because I'm enjoying the interaction with the people that aren't stupid. The problem is, there aren't many of them left. Welcome to the Boyle Sports Handsome Hour. It is all oh, sadness. It is the last week of college football. And I mean that. I am sad because I love college football. And it is Jay. And I'm joined on a beautiful Thanksgiving Monday, if that's a thing, by Boulder Dowd and yes. the Swamp. Mm-hmm. Hello, Swampy. Hello. Oh, I'm gonna if I if I if I stop if I go away randomly in between this it means that I've been abducted by the University of Pittsburgh. Anisha's is recording uh, surreptitiously from a public location, so yeah. uh, if you're listening to this, well, no one's listening live, so <laughs> we'll never be able to run over and find Anisha on campus. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you say, Jay, you're 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 saddened by the the loss of football. Uh, there's many many weeks of football left. You've got. Next week there's still there's still games, and then you've got uh, conference championships, and then we've got the wonderful bowl season, and then we've got the playoff. Lots the thing and I lots said of said about college football is for something I love so much, and for something that's so exciting week after week, mm-hmm. it ends with such a tremendous whimper, right? Yeah. You've got all these meaningless bowl games, which is fine. If you're six and six, your bowl game should be meaningless, mm-hmm. but but you've got all this excitement built up, and then <sighs> for a month we just do nothing, and more than a month. Like six weeks, we do nothing, and then we right. play playoff games, and then that's it. And then it's dread. Then that's somehow dragged out yeah. even further to like January. Well, I, I 8th talked or about something. this. The re- reason I brought that up with you is I brought this up in my quick cast is that I'm actually excited that the season's coming to an end for Purdue. But from a perspective of like, okay, no more injuries. Yeah, that's really it. That's it. And it's it, to me that's real big picture. And you know, every well, next college year, football Saturdays. Like, and sitting around watching games and all of us messaging about the nonsense we're seeing, that's so fun. It's so much it's, better than basketball. Sorry, guys. Who, I mean, for me. Well, because of the way it's all so packed much. into Saturday. It's it's just a yeah. 14 hours straight of, of I just. Mean, the, the, you're comparing regular season to both seasons, right? Like, I think the regular season of college football and the regular season of football is, like, Clearly better. Way better. Um, because but like the, postseason, you can't hold a candle. The postseason, yeah, there's nothing There's nothing in sports that's better to me. I mean, like, mm-hmm. in the month that is March Madness. So. Yes. Oh, I think, yeah, I agree when we get there. And that's why, that's why college football is probably going to need to do a similar tournament, right? It'll They're be gonna fun. Have to 
it would be gonna, so much fun. Eight is the eight is the number, right? I've told you. I've told you. Six is the number. Let's support the buy for you've number one and two, two buys. So you so you get rid of that stupid argument that then oh one and two there's no value to it anymore. I agree. No, there is value. Tremendous value. Yep. You get a buy yep. into the semis, and and top six is really really. Then you can do whatever you want. Power five, all get a bid, and then you get a wild card. Or yeah. just do the top five, six ranked. I mean, there's a million ways you could do it, and it would be all of it would be fun. You'd still have arguments, but it would probably be better than this nonsense where people are going to talk themselves into two SEC, three SEC schools because oh goodness, you know, yeah, yeah. So, how do you guys but, feel? We're, we've got we've got five days right now until uh, Purdue's final game. Are you guys, how do you feel? I love this week. I love this week because I love that we all come together. I used to say this even during the Hazel era. It's like, you know, we can put all the other bullshit aside and we just agree that I want the friggin' bucket. That's Mm -hmm. all I make this season five and seven with the bucket and putting a dent in Ohio and Indiana's end of season. Oh gosh. That's so delicious to follow. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that would be a great finish, wouldn't it? Yeah. That's kind of, by the way, that's that's kind of the ideal finish that we all wanted five, yeah. six weeks ago. Yeah, I mean, like once once the injuries started kicking in, was which was basically like week two, week three. This right. is what I wanted. I wanted five wins, and I wanted the bucket. I wanted Rondale to make it out healthy. I also wanted more and uh, Sindelar to make it out healthy. But you know, you don't get everything that yeah. you wish for. Yeah. Did you guys have a chance to listen to Jeff Brom's uh, show today? No, not yet. Well, when you get a chance, very to well prepared to it, for the podcast. Get your Go get on. your antenna up uh, and uh, listen to uh, a couple interesting things. He had he had factoids about uh, and, and thoughts about Sindelar walking through as a senior, but he might come back next year or he might not. I mean, he was very very seemed like he's open to it, but it also seems that he wants to have a an upperclassman quarterback in the stable next year regardless. So that tells me he wants Elijah to make his decision quickly what he's going to do so he can go on the uh, transfer portal and get somebody. I think I think he might be on there anyway. Um, right. there's that there's that kid Jake Bentley from South Carolina um, yeah. that is, that the rumor mill has up there but in this era transfer like the transfer free agent quote free agent market for grad transfer quarterbacks have worked out Pretty well, especially if you have a really good coach, like offensive coach. Yeah. Yep. Oh, a a, 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 an upperclassman transferring into a quarterback friendly program with the weapons Purdue will have next year, assuming everyone's healthy and with the schedule Purdue has next year. Boy, that is appealing. Um, And I'm fine with it. Outside of the traditional blue bloods, like Purdue has as good of an argument as any school in the country for one of those top tier graduate transfers. Absolutely. No doubt. No doubt. You're going to get to play and you're going to get to throw the ball a ton. Right. A ton. And and I was going to say, I'm fine. And you guys know this. I'm fine if it's Eli. I'm fine if I, I hadn't even thought about this path, though, because right now there's people arguing on Twitter. There's a little knuckle argument, knucklehead argument about um Oh no, Aiden O'Connell should be the starter next year, even if even if Plummer's back healthy. Yeah, yeah. he should be. He should I mean, be in the. He should be like. He should probably be the reliable backup. Yep. He should yep. be the one that is pushing the starter. And he's a great story. he should get a shot. He should get, he should a, get shot. a shot. But but he's a great story. But let's 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 just rein it in a little. He's still a walk on. He's still. Right. And let's not act like Plummer was bad. Let's not act like he came in because Plummer was ineffective. Plummer was fine. And. Yeah. 
And I'd love to see what he could do as the starter with the right amount of time to prepare with another, you know, part of a year under his belt. Like right. I'd love to right. see what, what the snack would do next year. Plus we only, we have, I guess we do have jokes and nicknames for both of them. That's what's important. Really. Whoever transfers, we need them to be someone we can get a good nickname that both piss That'll people, piss off. people off. That'd be yeah. Great. yeah. AOC and the snack. Nobody seems to like, no, there's two camps, right? People either love to get the joke or they, or they think we're being serious and they really yeah. get mad at us. Yeah. Both of you look like you're browsing the internet. Probably no, looking at porn. not me. No, no, I, I can't. I'm trying. I'm I feel trying like I'm at work right now. Settings. I feel like I'm at work. So, Nish, what do you think? Um, I you repeat the question. My uh, internet cut out. No, no, no. My whole thing that the thing that I am I'm working on that I'm I I wanted to talk a bit about as I wanted to talk a bit about um, I use strong seven winds. It, yes, um, I Very saw strong seven uh, winds. That the win percentage, did you see this stat? The win percentage of Purdue's win, or uh, sorry, Indiana's, win, the opponents they have beaten, it's something like under 300. Yeah, I think that's right. Dude, and that, that was where I was going to, I was going to build that case. And, you know, Dave started this, he planted this seed in my head and got me thinking about it. And, and then I talked a little bit about it in the quick cast today. Um, their good win is, is Nebraska. And then they're, they're, I mean, they're program they're altering win, are, I think is what they called it. Right. What did they call say? it? Program Programs. altering. Oh yeah. They said yeah. something about that and good for them. You won at Nebraska. We enjoyed doing that too. Right. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Uh. <laughs> Nebraska, Northwestern, Maryland, Rutgers, Yukon, Eastern Illinois, and Ball State. Yep. I mean, this it. is, this is Dave, this is Dave's argument, right? Yeah. This is Dave's argument against, uh, you know, I use, um, like fawning the IU flame a little too hard, right? I mean, that it's it's um, it's impressive. It's nice. It, there is we know better than any other fan base that there's a huge value in winning all of the games that you're supposed to win. Yes. Like, yes. you know, in that was our going back. I mean, this goes back now, uh, halfway through Tiller's era, like era all the way through Danny Hopes all the way obviously through Daryl Hazel we didn't win the games we were supposed to win and the games we didn't weren't supposed to win under Daryl Hazel and now even under Jeff Brom Purdue has never really like it's been 15 years since Purdue has won all of the games that it was supposed to win that's not to undersell that yeah excellent I mean Tiller's first game first game was a loss to Bowling Green so you could argue that this is you know, there have been hiccups like that for Toledo. a long time with this program. Toledo. Toledo. <clears throat> Toledo. Um, I, I think that Jeff Brom, and I'm not making excuses or carrying water for him. I mean, I mean, I am. But, you are, yeah. But, but I think we all agreed this year was the rebuild or the down year that every Kurt coach has early. He just was able to postpone it a couple of years. Yep. So some of those losses that have happened, Eastern Michigan, Nevada, you could certainly make an argument he's still dealing with the dearth of talent. Somebody here? Yeah, someone that I think pizza's here. I think the pizza. Hey, hey guys, let's get the. Does get somebody the walk in and eat? Have the have the pizza guy come in. Just leave it. Leave it on have the kitchen counter. And we have a guest. Look, no. Yeah. So, so no. I think that you could attribute some of those bad losses to. I, I here's what I'm saying. If Jeff Brom has his guys in place and his system in place and they're healthy, he's not going to lose games he shouldn't lose. I don't think. I don't think there's going to be any more of those EMU games. No, you don't agree. Doubt is skeptical. I, I'm very skeptical of that concept. I'm not skeptical of Purdue being good at all, or even being very good. 
I am skeptical of Jeff Brom winning all the games he's gonna he's supposed to win. <laughs> wow. Until I see it, I am not. Why do you win. hate Jeff Brom? Like, An investigative tell us report. Why? Uh, <laughs> I love Jeff Brom with a lot of a lot of love, um, and uh, and I still don't have any reason to believe that is the case. Um, from Missouri, the Show Me State. You're not actually from Missouri. No, no, but I am, I am, I'm one, this is what, as I've gotten older, this is one thing that my blind fanship has uh, lost to is, is kind of the logic of what I actually see. There are things that I'm like, I hope this happened. I could see this happening, but this one, I don't know. I mean, here's, here's the one thing you could make the argument all the time in football that you are never 100% healthy, right? It's just kind of the nature of the game, you know? So that's part of the problem. If you want to say, okay, well, with all of his guys healthy, have we ever seen all of his guys healthy? Well, you'd argue, well, he didn't I, have any of his guys yet because, you know, first year it was, you know, but I transfers think, and, you know, uh, you know. But didn't he, but, but didn't we feel like this year was the first year injuries really hit a Brom team? The first two years, they didn't oh, have, yeah. yeah, yeah. They had injuries to your point. They're never fully healthy and, and Blau going down, but, but Blau goes down and you have Elijah Sindelar. So it didn't, I don't think the injuries, the reason they managed to squeak to six wins those two years is because a lot of what had to go right went right for him. He made it happen, and his players made it happen. Um, but anyway, you you're, up, can I bring an argument onto here that I had on Twitter? I don't know if it was a fully blossomed argument or in bloom argument, but it was a discussion. And somebody said this to me, and it bothered me in the middle. And I want to see your thoughts. This person said, Elijah Sindelar will always be Curtis Painter 2.0 to me. <laughs> And that made me very mad. Not because I just like you were you channeling know, Curtis me. I, and Curtis Painter's fine. I, He's a, I just don't. I think you couldn't have found two different other than them being tall white guys, like tall built white guys. You couldn't find two different players in terms of their strengths, in terms of their like their playing style, their Painter temperament. Was like I, a dual threat quarterback. I mean, that's yeah, a Painter thing. had legs. What'd you say? Hey, Painter had legs. Yeah, yeah, he was kind he, of a wizard with the ball early, like the the belly option. We talk about that all the time. But the the big thing that this guy, I think the point was making, he doesn't want any important games. And I said, I'm going to go through and check my notes the times that Curtis Painter went on one leg to a bowl game and played a Power Five team and pulled them from behind to win. With Khalil Tate back. on it. Oh, wait, I can't find any of that. So I'm bothered by no, that. And, 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 the, and the it's, and it's the ACL. Not... Gosh, it makes me mad. You can't. Sindelar is a special place up there because he played so many games and won so many games on a bum leg. I think that's that's a gritty the, guy. The teams, the teams that Painter made, but at the same time, it was kind of a small sample size theater. He was ne- he never really um, solidified. Yeah, he, well, he never he was handed last season on a silver platter, and he mm-hmm. never really took it from from Blau. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think the um, you know, the drive is there, but there is some position of talent that actually Curtis Painter is was higher on. Um, but that only endears uh, Elijah Sindelar to Purdue fans' hearts a little bit more, right? I think um, just because the, the way the times that he came through were, were a little different, you know, you couldn't pick two. I don't think that person could have picked two different, case, like any more different cases. I, I, I think Sindelar, in a much more, smaller sample size, showed progress and showed improvement to a point where you're like, yeah, I trust this guy in, in a yeah. short period of time. Curtis Painter, I will maintain to my dying day was fine. As you said, he was never bad, but he, 
I remember him as a sophomore, and I remember him not looking any different as a senior. He mm-hmm. carved up MAC teams, and he got beat when he played Penn State and Michigan and whoever else. He and he carved up by you. I mean, yep. he yep. he carved up MAC level Big Ten teams and MAC teams themselves, and that's great. That's necessary, but he never got better. I don't think. Yep. Yep. And I mean, he got a great arm. Dude, dude was accurate. Had a great arm. He could hit open receivers. Uh, but but I think Elijah can do all of that. Mm-hmm. And what do you? So what? First, um, do you think? Because we'll talk about all of this uh, kind of as the off season goes along. But your initial thoughts are that Sindelar is is not coming back. Is that right? I no, I don't think that. Only because of that article I dug up a while ago and sent to you guys that he said if he had a full season this year, he was going to go try to play pro. And he said something along the lines, and now i got to go back and look at it, that if he didn't have a full season, he would consider his extra year of eligibility. He did say something that was affecting like April or May. Now, a lot can change, right? Maybe he's just tired of football. That's very possible. But if this guy really wants to play at the next level, doesn't he sort of have to use that year and hope it's healthy? I don't know. Or, or is your point, maybe he uses it, just not at Purdue? Exactly. My question is more if he uses it. I don't think he'll he'll end up in the pros. I think it'll either be um, retirement or he'll be playing college football. But the question is whether he's at Purdue or somewhere else. I think if he plays, he's going to play at Purdue. I'll just say that. I think he likes it at Purdue. I think he appreciates the chance he's gotten. But But I don't know. I mean, that's just my gut. And because I love him very much. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I, I feel the exact opposite. If he plays again, it won't be a Purdue. Really? Yeah. I think I lean. I think I lean that way as well. And I think it might be kind of a best, like, um, you know, change of scenario, change of scenery for both. That might be beneficial to both parties. You know what I mean? We talked of, about. And, like, and I think all three of us, if anybody, if, if, if his sister's listening, because she has listened, if she's listening, this is not us saying we want him to leave. I just want to keep I being know. clear about I, it. We, I think I think Jay Money might love Elijah Sindelar uh, more than anybody else on this team, Rondo Moore included. Yeah. Mm, I don't know if I love him. It's pretty more close. It's close. <laughs> I, I I love all my Purdue children equally. Um, David Bell included, George Kaloftis, Big George, Georgie, I call him. I love them all. Um I, I but here here's a scenario. Here's the thing though. We talked about this a while ago. Wherever he goes. If he went somewhere else, man, that'd be fun. As a just as a disconnected from that program, being able to just root for Elijah, maybe, maybe buy a hat of that that team, right? What if what if let's say he transferred to say Arkansas under Leach? <laughs> <laughs> that would be so much fun, man. Some, that that scenario would be incredible. They'd go six and six, and they would score sixty points a game. <laughs> That's the perfect Elijah Sindelar season to me. <laughs> so, hey guys, real quick before we, uh, I'm gonna, I got one more thing uh, to put a nail into the the IU season. Yeah, no, we didn't really spend any time on. It. Let's go back to that. No, yeah, but let's let's the um, the 2006 Purdue team that went to the bowl and lost to Maryland so badly. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, my brother said I think that's the worst team that Purdue's ever had that went to a bowl and maybe the worst team ever with eight wins. 
And I was like, no, no. And my brain was telling me, oh, I remember that bull. Was, was, that, the, bull. was that the Hawaii year? That was the Hawaii yeah. year, yeah. Oh, okay. Eight and six okay. Purdue so team. So I want to ask you guys, I'm going to ask you, because I think this, this IU team, not this Purdue team, but this IU team that Purdue's about to play and that <laughs> Purdue team are really similar. I just went and looked over their records. Yeah. I went <laughs> teams. And I want you to see if you see what, see what your brains are saying. 2006, Anish, how old were you in 2006 first? I was uh, a senior in high school. I was about ready to go to Purdue. Old I just declared. I just held my press conference and declared for Excellent. Purdue. Picked up the Purdue hat. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. if you were going to go back in your mind, okay, and say what was Purdue's signature win that year? Mm, I don't. Nothing. Probably but, like. <laughs> the thing that's crazy is I, 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 I thought. I remember they beat Michigan State that year, and I thought I was that was going to say. I think I was. I think Michigan State was the big one. Four win Michigan State team. Ooh, yeah, Oof. yeah. And, okay, so that's one of the bigger wins by that team. And I, there's one other that stands out. When you look at, there's really two games that stand out as they're not good wins. They're okay wins. At Michigan State was because that team, that Michigan State program, kind of flirted with good teams, right? And but they had problems with coaching at that period too. So. But the team, there's one other okay win on the schedule. Is it Indiana? No. Is it Northwestern? No. Northwestern? No, that was a horrible Northwestern team. I think it was a two-win Northwestern team. It's Minnesota. And Minnesota finished that season six and seven. So the parallels are incredible. IU trying to get their signature win versus Nebraska. Nebraska fighting for a bowl versus Iowa in their last game. They could get to six and six. And then they'll probably lose their bowl game if they get there. It's incredible. Those two teams may be the same team. You've never seen them in the in the room at the same time, right? That's <laughs> true. Excellent <laughs> That team point. hitting the wayback machine. You look at that season. So Purdue starts four and zero, and it finishes eight and six. So they went four and six over their next ten. They they have. Let me see here. They're, Just they're... like IU. Look at the way IU started the season. They had that Ohio game and Ohio State game. That's weird in there. They got clobbered, but they had those the one three... good team they've played. Right. right. That's the. That's it. And Michigan, who beat them by 25. And they beat them by 25. They've gotten torched the two times they've played good teams. Yeah. Am I, I mean, guaranteed a Purdue win? No, I'm not. That's what it sounded like to me. It did yeah. sound good. I'm not. I'm, what I'm saying is this IU team, the people out there that say they're not that good. Okay, you got an argument. That's what I'm saying. And we're, 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 I'm saying it from the standpoint of a Purdue guy who watched that Purdue team who was not very good go and get their ass kicked in a bowl. If IU, they're favored by four and a half, I think, right now over Purdue. Um, that's, nobody comes into Ross Aid. Nobody comes into Ross Aid. We know you that. Know, they should know that. They should know. Uh, but anyway, uh, I well, think Ramsey is a good, smart quarterback. Um, but I think you can hit him a lot. Um, I think there's, if he gets hurt, I think IU's next quarterback is is a trainer who doesn't dress usually. Um, so they it's have okay. a little... Who's ours? I don't know the ours Oh, same thing. That's the thing. This is like a, a race to the end of the game, right? Yeah. Just get out. Just it's get like, out. It's like an old... There's an old rule in hockey. A long time ago, you used to have to... And not that long ago. You used to have to have a backup goalie that you could call, like a local... In fact, this is still the case. Every city has a list of guys who play like rec league hockey. I'm not making this up. In the really? NHL... And if if a goalie gets hurt and you need a backup because like the backup's not going to get there from the minors in time, he has to be able to be there and be in the arena. 
And usually it just means he just gets a meal and whatever, right? But if you need a guy to sit on the bench in pads, he will do that. And every once in a while, a guy gets into a game. And the rule is he has to be available for either team. Think about how ridiculous that is. <laughs> either team could sign him to a one-day contract. My point on all this is that perhaps someone in the stands can say, look, I played quarterback. I could play for either team. Good. You need to sign me for a guy. My junior I, year, senior year, wasn't I really want this. Here. I really want this to be a thing for, but I, first of all, how did I go this many years of my life and not know that existed? I didn't know that was a thing at That's all. Thing, That's the most incredible thing I've ever heard in my life. And second, I wish that there was that same thing, except for the NBA and NBA D league, uh, for <laughs> quarter three point up. shooters. Yeah. Just for quarter three points. Ah, we're down a quarter. Three. I will just you're, stand over here in the corner and probably not going to shoot, but I'll just do it. So this is a quick aside because the hands of matter what would it be if we didn't do this? So almost never does anybody get into a game. Literally almost never. A year or two ago, very end of the season, the Blackhawks had to do this. They had to sign a guy who's like an investment banker in Chicago who's on their list. He's been called there a handful of times. He, he says, usually I come, I sit upstairs, and they, the backup goalie gets there in time, and I whatever. I get a free ticket to the game. This time they were like, he's not going to make it in time. You're going to actually have to sit on the bench. So they sign him, he gets a jersey, he gets all his gear on, he gets to go through warm-ups, right? The goalie who's playing gets hurt in the third period. He has oh to play. He played gosh. the last 10 minutes of a game and made, I don't remember how many saves, but he, he they didn't, they were up 6-2 to two when he came in, and he didn't give up any goals. And Whoa. he got named the number one star. And do you get like a minimum, do you get like a minimum game check or something like yes, that? Yes, you get like a, whatever, a per diem or something, right? You get like a day's pay or something like that. But you have to sign a contract. And the awesome thing is you're in the NHL record book. You played in a game. That's amazing. It's, Can you imagine me and that guy? He's like 36. I'd love league. it. I'd put that he, on my resume. So top, he had he played in a line. beer league like I used to. Uh -huh. And that night he was supposed to have a game in his league. And there's a picture of his boys watching at the rink, watching the TV, watching the Blackhawks. His, their, their goalie so awesome. is in the NHL. That's so awesome. It's amazing. There's a really good YouTube of the whole thing and his interview after the game, and he was very down-to-earth and hilarious, and um, everybody wanted to talk to him. It was pretty cool. Anyway. So what we're saying is if you're a Purdue fan and you played quarterback in high school... Make uh, yourself known. Yeah, have a helmet with you. <laughs> have a helmet with you. <laughs> One of the mini helmets is fine. Whatever. That is, you, have to, you do this a little-known thing in this rule is that you do have to bring your own equipment. That's yeah. right, that's right. Helmets are hard to fit, Anish. It seems like you're mocking me there. Um... But yeah, you should have your own helmet. It's for safety's sake. Uh, this is kind of so, like the Antonio Brown thing. It's you know you got to have the best possible. Sure. If you feel more comfortable, you play better. Of course. So I want to. I want to bring up something relating to the bucket game, unlike the rest of this podcast. Um, so, <laughs> so, 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 Mitch Daniels has brought this up, and I, I said to someone uh, on Twitter that we would talk about this on the yeah. podcast. Mitch Daniels thinks that the bucket game should be in Indy. And this guy, and Matthew Stout, one of our regular readers, makes a whole... really good points. He has some really good points about the thread, right? In his thread about the game and why it would be better in Indianapolis. I get those points, but I am a fan of rivalry games being played on campus at all, all rivalry games because that is part of what's awesome about it is you have right. to come in to a place where everyone freaking hates you. It's so but the, I, I get that, but think about the really some of the best rivalries in college football are played at a neutral site. 
I mean, this isn't this isn't unprecedented stuff where you're asking for something ridiculous. You're asking for an event, really, a, a chance for you know a, a commercial game to be added to the schedule, right? That's already built in. Anish doesn't like it. Jay doesn't like it. I this think is awful. I would like Let's it. Let's play Everybody. Notre Dame Purdue at a neutral exactly. site every year. So here are, there are two there are two uh, times when it is okay to uh, play at a rivalry game at a neutral site. One, if that rivalry has taken the next step. Like if it's the Iron Bowl, Texas, or, Oklahoma, or something, or if like. it's Texas, Oklahoma, or if it's something that is truly like a Duke UNC, like a sport-defining rivalry. Not to, not to interrupt you, Anish, but at Auburn, Alabama, them having to come into each other's house is incredible. Mm-hmm. But I think that the other scenario is the really the only one that is ever okay is if you are trying to manufacture a new rivalry or rekindle an old mm-hmm. rivalry mm-hmm. you can have it at a neutral site but if it's something right. like IU if it's something like IU Purdue if it's something like I get yeah Iron Bowl is a better example of one that should never leave campus right. and this tells me that Mitch is the president of Purdue he didn't go there he didn't mm-hmm. sit in the student section he didn't grow up in Indiana he did until he was president of Purdue. He never had a dog where in this was. flight. Well, yeah, exactly. Right, look, the only guy in in all the decision makers, I think, in both sides, I think the only guy who's a Purdue alum is or a, a, an alum of that school is Fred Glass. Mm-hmm. Right, um, and he loves IU, by the way. Um, but right now, you've got a bunch of guys who came in, and they're they're all they've all grown into their jobs, and that's fine. The thing that I look at. Is I, there are a couple great points he had. One of them was, kids are off campus. It's Thanksgiving mm-hmm. week. I think that's, that's legitimate. And legitimate. the weather being so darn lousy. I mean, it's going to be. It could be between forty-five and fifty and rainy. <laughs> I would love to to have to have tickets to go downtown Indianapolis and watch it in the comfort. But of you're a, old. But you're old yes. and curmudgeonly. And yes, I, I get no, I get that point. And I think you know what I used to think. I used to wish the Purdue rival Purdue IU game was played Thanksgiving weekend. Now I have my wish, and now I wish it were back the way it was when we were in school, where it was the weekend before Thanksgiving. Because mm-hmm. not only are you on campus, but I find like a game when I was a kid, games on Christmas Eve or Christmas were so cool. Thanksgiving, yeah. Thanksgiving weekend is so cool. Now that you're an adult and you have responsibilities, you can't enjoy a college football weekend right, when you have right, family right. in town. It's not the same thing. So I would rather I, go back to, to the twenty third. We all we say this like, you know, Oh, Jeff Brom's offenses were affected by the rain. Well, the rain affects both teams. Like, <laughs> but it does. No, no, but it really if affects you, Jeff. Brom. Oh, it's really if bad. Say, but if you say that, like, you look at these rivalries that are played on Thanksgiving weekend that get a hundred thousand people. Oh, sure. It's just like at some point we have to say IU and Purdue needs to be better for them to like the teams need to be better. The stakes need to be a little higher to attract anybody to a a significant amount of people to come uh, to the game. That doesn't mean you move it on Thanksgiving. That means the teams need to get better. So to me, no, it should, they should be on campus. This tells me that Mitch is doing this from a, a campus marketing perspective and there are all of these on paper reasons and that's great but if you didn't go to purdue if you didn't spend years tailgating if you didn't if this isn't the family school if it's not 
in your blood, which it doesn't seem to be, then you can you can rationalize all of these things. But to me, it's like no, you don't move this from the campuses. You can move it from Thanksgiving weekend or not. That's fine. I think it's cooler to play on Thanksgiving Saturday. Um, but like you know, to me, it, it you don't move it from the campus. Let me. How about this? Can I come up with a? I'm going to come up with a with a compromise because I I really do see both sides of this argument. But one thing, we already have one side of the argument. We've had it for years. What if they said, we're going to sign a 10-year deal that every, every five, so that'd be two, you would play in Indianapolis. So just to try it. So you wouldn't every three. Go, go each campus, then neutral. Each campus, then neutral. I think that'd be neutral. great. I think that'd be great. To me, that would be, it'd be awesome. You could make that game a bigger deal and make it more heated and make Indianapolis the backdrop. I think it'd be fantastic. I, w- I would love it. Um, it, it, to be I think fair. it makes more it makes more sense to try to rekindle the Notre Dame rivalry in Indianapolis, but the bucket game, I I mean I don't know. Like, but think, what, but logistically, it really doesn't make more sense because it, I was just going to say IU for these South, two, North, yes, right. for these two, Indy makes a lot of sense because of yeah. that, and everyone's home for the weekend and. Yeah. I, I do actually. But you don't need. This is a this is a hammer looking for a nail. Where, what is the problem currently? Like, is it is it because attendance is low? We're not going to fill Lucas Oil no, anymore than cold. we're going to fill it's Memorial like, Stadium. I, more. I think. Yeah, you, so I, get I don't care. I don't yeah. care about uh, your so niche, you know so cold body if, parts. If, well, if you guys don't have season tickets, so you can suck it because I'm there when it's cold and wet. Except, mm, are you though? Not <laughs> it was coldest right. and the wettest. You were not. I didn't go. <laughs> I had a pretty decent excuse. I go to the games. So you've been uh, like to one or two more than us this year, something like that. <laughs> so, Anish, I'm asking you now if Indiana, let's say they had one more win. Let's say they had held on to their Michigan State win and they've got eight now and they're going for nine. And let's say Purdue wasn't ravaged by injuries and they're having the season they could have had if everyone was healthy, Elijah was healthy, Rondell, and they've got seven or eight. Do you think, are you saying, the rivalry then is now like in great shape and on camp. It doesn't matter if it's cold and rainy, the places will be full. Is that what your point yeah. is? You th- I think yes. it'd be more full. I think IU fans would drive to uh, West Lafayette. They I don't drive Purdue to Bloomington. Fans... Exactly. So my thing is Memorial Stadium in Bloomington will never be full. And if that is the problem that we're trying to solve, I don't care about it. No, I agree with that. But Ross, you could you could put that game at 4.30 or 8 o'clock in Ross Aid, and it would be packed, and it would be 75 Purdue, 25 IU. 8 o'clock in November. It would be, it would be awesome. <laughs> it would be great. Having that rivalry actually matter. Would be and and in, in your corner, in your support, he was there. When Purdue clinched to go to the Rose Bowl, and I bet it didn't feel cold that night. Oh, it was excellent. That was an awesome night. Night yeah. game. Bucket. It was freezing that night. I wore shorts, and I was so cold and so <laughs> an stupid. Idiot. Why did it you wear shorts? Like, it was no joke. It was he was a child. Five or I forty mean... at kickoff, and I was wearing shorts. Why exactly? I don't because I like wearing shorts. Honestly, that was it. I like my nine-year-old son. So dumb. Yeah, yeah, but I, but. That was a long time ago. I was very young back then. Yeah, no. To me, there's no there's no reason Purdue IU should move to um, Indianapolis. If you want to do this once every five years, have two cycles of home and away, and then have it in Indy, whatever. But I I still wouldn't be I st- it wouldn't be uh, ideal. Most people have play like if they're going to be in Indy and it, the game matters, most people can carve away 
Saturday night or bring their family Saturday night. It's not like everyone keeps talking about this this Saturday night. Matthew made the same argument as though Purdue and Indiana can just say, we'd like to be on at eight o'clock. That's not how it works. No, but I mean Saturday. Like you can go Saturday to, or like bring your family Saturday. My thing is, this is is a Friday in Indianapolis. This is a a problem looking to to me, this is a problem looking for a solution. Now, for for Notre Dame, they need an enticement to get back into the rivalry. And uh, great bigger gate revenues, split gate revenues from an Indianapolis game is much better than having to go on the road to uh, Purdue. To gain. Exactly. You have nothing to gain going to Purdue. But if you play them the in thing. Indianapolis, there's that. So just, that's why, you know, to me, that's... You know, I do think that uh, a problem looking for a solution is actually the way things usually get. That's usually how it works. Sorry, a hammer <laughs> looking for a nail. Solution looking for you a problem. You said this is a problem. Bullets in the chamber. Wait a minute. So, that's bullet, what keeps me employed. These, Jay is big on doing this. He knew what you meant, but he's a jerk, and he can't help it. And this <laughs> Both is what of you are got. the same way. So and shut I'm just gonna. Up. I'm gonna go ahead and I'm gonna apologize on behalf of. The nice side of him, which we don't ever see. Okay, I'm sure you it's know, in there. Somewhere. I, you know, I'm gonna I go out on him. I didn't correct you. He's I'm gonna jerk. agree with Boiler Down on this one. We have <laughs> voted you in church. That's fine. So I'd like to read this quote. I don't know if Anish, you're, you're busy. You're a hardworking man. I don't know if you saw this quote from Jeff Brom about Rondell Moore and Lorenzo Neal. Asked whether they're done for 19, he says, "That's great." I wouldn't say that fully, but you haven't seen them to this point. What? Jeff? what that's happened? not English. Jeff, my God. <laughs> what are you saying? No, okay. that's him. That's him messing with Indiana. That's all. Yeah. Oh. yeah, yeah, yeah. There's yeah. no chance. Rondale, should, but... Rondale shouldn't play. Just let him rest. I'd love to see him. Oh. If he's healthy. Oh, I'd love it if we had an idea. Coach Brown, I know you're listening. Here's my idea. You guys ready? Rondale doesn't want to get hurt anymore. Okay, agreed. Rondale's still fast, and I think he's been running through non contact drills. Here's what I would do. Put him in as a decoy like five times. Don't even throw his way. Dare them not to double or triple him. You know, right? Say, okay. David Bell. Okay. Just, yeah. No, no. He's he's just here for looks. You take that risk, dumbasses. See what happens if you don't shade a safety. And if he's all by himself, 40 yards downfield, then just pitch it to him. Right. If you're going to put him in man, he's still going to beat that. And then he could just kneel. And then just kneel. How, yeah, how much could yeah five deep crossing routes with both Rondale and uh, David Bell? Just try it. Just five passes. That's it. Who are you going to cover, guys? This is what we wanted all year. This is what we want next year. Yeah. That's why. That's why you want the season to be over because it means this clock starts for next season. Let's be honest. I, after seeing IU these last couple of weeks, um, at the first half of the really season. Impressed. At the first half of the season, Michael was like, there's going to be a reckoning. Uh, you know, IU's going to exercise oh, he demons they were gonna... against Purdue. Yeah. Over these last couple of weeks, it's like, I don't know about four, that. And a, four and a half seems a little, yeah, I'm, I'm okay with that. Well, they, they got a Brown. good running back, guys. They got a, I'm not kidding. Really they good always running back. IU always has really good running backs. Big, big cool. offensive linemen. <clears throat> yeah, no. But, but last week in Madison, for at least a half, Jeff Brom was – clicking man with the tricks and the misdirection and if you don't think he's got something dialed up for saturday you're crazy he would he, my, my favorite thing on twitter and it enrages me when it happens <laughs> jeff rom's doing great calling a brilliant game and the reason he called a brilliant game is because purdue could set up those plays right yes. these people don't seem to get that they think you just go yes. out trick plays every time and then it's exactly. gonna be magic 
Right. Exactly. Tell these. That's not the way it works, okay? Purdue's offense had to get into some rhythm, right? Mm-hmm. But these people are like, where's this been? Like, they're angry at him. Like, he's like, you know what? I really don't want you guys to have fun, and I don't want to win. So I'm going to call really boring. Well, it's the same people. And, yeah, where's this been with this freshman walk-on quarterback? Why hasn't he been running trick plays? Uh, <laughs> throwing lateral passes? Well, the, the, other, the other thing is that's, what, that's why you didn't see any trickeration in the third quarter, right? Is because th- there were the th- quickest three and outs, like three of the quickest three and outs that you'll ever see in that third quarter. And I think Wisconsin scored on all three of them. And that was the game. You need to have a little bit of, uh, of a rhythm to get anything going. It was happening in the first, in the first half. Once and, you get a little and, rhythm, then the rhythm is going to get you. Oh, oh, rhythm is going to get you. Okay. <laughs> too bad. We don't have too bad. We don't have video, uh, you could just see both of the old white guys dancing. <laughs> dancing a salsa. Uh, yeah, uh, upper body salsa. Me. Very good. So, yes, uh, I think so, – so, uh, Have you guys given – I don't think you guys have done this yet. What's your um, What's your gut telling you right now? Man, I, fe- I am feeling not bad, actually. <laughs> I, think, I think Purdue might get this one. If this was at IU, I would say no. But because it's at home, uh, because Purdue has a chance to – just re-sour the season. Oh, I love it. Did you see the Sports Nation? Ryan, you must have retweeted this of Rondell Moore. Oh, it's making hilarious. that yeah, that juke, and it says me just trying to get to Thanksgiving. Yeah. Oh my gosh, that's work. amazing. Trying to get to Thanksgiving. Amazing. <laughs> uh, so, I wish I could. Um, say I've been productive today. I feel, I feel really good. I don't know about good. I don't feel good about much with this team anymore, just because of the number of injuries, but. I, I think Brom gets that this game matters to alums. I think he understands that Purdue really wants to win this game and that the season isn't over. It's over in the sense that you're not going to a bowl game. Um, and I read something interesting on that too, by the way. If Purdue does get to five and seven, they're probably not going to go. There's a lot higher of teams with higher. It yeah. depends on, you know, there are people who act like that's selected based on metrics when in some cases the bowls will pick a team that's interesting. It's, that's I, the thing. I, we had somebody I, who fired I, us on knucklehead. That's not that simple. It's not they're right. just going to do it based on this standard, right? Because then Duke, the, Duke goes, which. But but they but they but they try to get the guys. They want you to hit that that standard, and then they want to have somebody that's actually going to fill the seats and they're going to sell some tickets. Right. That's their second priority, right? Mm-hmm. I think they know that Purdue does pretty good job going to. I don't. I don't think we've been to a bowl in two years. I think I can't remember any bowl in the last. Was no game last year. I, we qualified last year, but I don't. Yeah, but I did decide not to go. Right. I think that's yeah. what happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, that's, that's what bigger programs decide to do. Yeah. So, but uh, when we go to bowls, we travel well. I mean, Jay went all the way across the country uh, to California. So, I'm glad that. I did. That's the only bowl victory I've ever seen. By the way, pretty awesome. I've never seen a bowl bit. Make it <laughs> so, yeah, that's yeah. That's only because you didn't want to go to El Paso back in the day. That's true. I did not want to, go to, El, to El go to El Paso even a little bit. Like there was never a part of me that said, you know maybe I should go there. Like I wanted to go to the Alamo Bowl and I didn't go. I wanted to I go to the Outback Bowl. I, I did that. not go. Yes. Um, Both of those. Were... Yeah. And imagine those players too, like back to back years. Oh crap! We're going yeah. back to El Paso. <laughs> Sun Bowl. Really a goodie bag in El Paso, but I doubt they do. Right? They'll probably get like some Casio watch that's gold plated <laughs> as the team's logo on it. Um, they get some, uh, maybe some, uh, some salsa. I'm guessing. Probably. And 
probably a hat I don't know. The Three Amigos wore. Something right, like exactly. That. A novelty yeah. stupid hat right. <laughs> with a lot of adornments on it. Maybe it's got the bull logo on the front. So uh, I not a- so so I feel like I'm excited for the game. I don't know if that's a prediction. I'm excited that that is not a I, prediction. I do think that Purdue. Um, I feel well. Anish just said he feels good. Get the hell out of here! Don't act like I, I'm held to a higher standard than Anish. Do I, am I going to be the only person that actually makes a real prediction? I think I think Purdue wins. I think Purdue wins. Okay. I think it's a close one. Oh, I think it is. It is like play, you know, within five points either way. Um, like I think that four and a half line for IU is good. I think Purdue will cover the spread. I think Purdue will win. Okay. I think I think Purdue wins uh, in dramatic fashion, a la Nebraska. On a kick, on another uh, smiling face kick. I, I think that would be great. Time. I'll take that. The thing that's gonna yeah, it's gonna be inclement. The weather's gonna be crappy. Um, uh, yeah, so but it's gonna be close. If I'm forced to make a prediction, sure. I'm gonna say Purdue has a spirited loss. Okay, all right. That doesn't mean I'm anti-Purdue. I just think I, I I'm Purdue. But because because here, here's the thing, not this isn't because I'm not saying because I hate Purdue. It came out wrong, like I'm answering your question, and I'm not. I think. <laughs> well, the I'm reason saying, goes back to college. <laughs> I'm saying this because um, this game means a lot to Indiana, a lot to Indiana, and and I think it means a lot to Purdue too, but not. So did the Michigan game for IU, by the way. I understand, and they played hard. Here, like, here's the thing. Kind Let's of go back. The ones who went. Let's go back to what we were saying about Indiana and how people are pointing out they're not that good and seven wins is soft and blah, 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 blah. It's all true. I think our point all along has been good for Tom Allen that he got this team to win the games they should and to fight hard every week. I will give them this. They never look like they're done. They they fight these tough teams, um, and they play hard. And I think they're going to play hard on Saturday, and I think in the end they might just have a few more healthy guys than Purdue. That's kind of what I think. Like 27-24 kind of a game. Like the way when they beat that's Purdue, fair. that's usually what happens, right? Yeah. Minus Daryl Hazel, that's usually what happens. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh so uh so you guys say win loss win, so that means two to one Purdue wins. And uh, that's that's it's scientific. Again, so scientific. We, you have been outvoted. I, I I would just like you with stuffing. Hello. So yeah, we, I, it, we, it's unbelievable that we found a random sampling of the worst team in Vegas. I love that you just refuse to acknowledge that you've been defeated. It's no stuffing is a very popular side dish that gross. I can't believe that everybody at Boiled Sports uh, has loved ones that unfortunately are bad cooks. It sucks for you guys, I guess. It's bad. Like I'm not, I'm not trying to, you know. But my favorite thing is it. you tried to sell it to us using the word drippings at one point, and um, you're not going to sell many things to me using the word you drippings. you under you understand. I mean, there are some things crazy. Is, right? The right thing you can sell to me. Yeah, I was going to say drippings. Drip, turkey, meat drippings are among the most delightful. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah. So now you're arguing is bacon grease. It's terrible. Do you listen? All of the people that are listening, it's all bad. I don't. It's all bad. Look at these bad opinions on the other side. Do you please based, tell me if you're do you based your turkey with bacon drippings? Is that what you're saying? You can cook everything that is on Thanksgiving in bacon grease, and it will make it better. And it also is the best use of bacon. That's a fair point. That's fair. Yeah, I'm like, I'll get it. <laughs> My wife, we were talking about basting the turkey, and we were talking about seasoning it, and we were talking about the bag that we put it in to let it, you know, brine it and all this. And she said something like, as we were, you know, 
just talking through them. We'll put it in on Thanksgiving morning. She goes, yeah, put a few pats of butter. I was like, a few pats of butter? Pats? <laughs> no, pats? If you're not, not using a dozen, that listen, woman. If you're not using a dozen sticks of butter, <laughs> like, over every, I'm like 100% serious. If you are making Thanksgiving dinner oh. A to Z, and you don't use a dozen sticks of butter, I don't want to be at your house. Think about Sorry. this. The, the funny thing is, like, there's some people, because I my sister-in-law is this way, and she thinks, like, she needs to eat healthy every meal. I guarantee you, while she's eating turkey, she's like, okay, this is good for me, right? Not Anisha's turkey. No. Dozen, dozen sticks of butter turkey. Not yeah. turkey that's fried. I mean, that's still, they say it's still relatively good because you let all the, the drippings after it's fried. Don't, <laughs> don't come to Thanksgiving if you're going to count calories, you don't know. do it. Yeah, this I'll is your it. cheat meal. You've earned it. Yeah. You've earned Absolutely. it. That's such it's a good great. You, Go ahead. you look great. <laughs> you look great. You look terrific. <sighs> I have, have a fourth helping of mashed potatoes with right. a dollop of butter. We got butter on the table. Eighth and ninth the They're made with butter, and then you put the butter on it because you, don't, you need proof because you're a skeptical person. Yeah. You'd have to... Oh, Let me have another one. A stick of butter and those mashed potatoes. I'll, I'll, I'll be the judge them. of that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's like a bowl of, of now thick butter. it tastes good. Mm. The extra quarter mm. pound. My, my wife always says when I when I look for the butter, like when the mashed, I'm like, hey, where's the butter? Um, there's butter in it. I'm like, oh, I know. Uh, <laughs> We're right. also going to put an additional coating on top. Exactly. Butter in it. Unless it's got a yellow hue, I'm not going to believe it. <laughs> Sorry. Doesn't matter if the butter was white. Doesn't matter. I'm gonna do something to make it look like I know because I'm American. Uh, well, uh, you know, guys, I don't know about your family. We've got a uniform at, at our Thanksgiving dinners. I know what I I know what I have. I have a Martin vintage shirt on and a Rolling Rock in my hand. These are traditions no unlike any other. No pants. Oh well, no, no. Okay. Martin no vintage pants. doesn't make pants yet. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. Once again, Rolling Rock. Once again, Anish makes another bad decision with regard to Thanksgiving. Oh, that was but that's oh, okay. yeah. I, oh, listen, nobody's trying to justify that Rolling Rock is a good tradition, but it's tradition nonetheless. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, get your, get your uh, Thanksgiving uniform right now. You got to get on soon because if you want to get your, your T-shirt from Martin Vintage, get on right after you're done listening to this. MartinVintage.com. Enter Boiled at checkout. You get 20% off. And uh, you can look like the entire Boiler Dowd family. Everybody wears Martin Vintage shirts. Absolutely. I mean, I, I saw I saw Rolling Rock once described as um, like three sweaty guys in a two man tent. Is what it reminded the the taster of. And I are you talking remember. about? Are you talking about the podcast? Or are you talking about Rolling Rock? <laughs> Did I get cut off? Yeah, yeah, I cut out there. Sorry. Yeah, the podcast as well. Um, <clears throat> My goodness. All right. Twice in a row, Anish. Thanks. So, so uh, this weekend coming up, there is Purdue. It's another one of Anish's favorite kind of days, though. You've got Purdue basketball and oh. football. Oh, that's beautiful. What a it's a beautiful weekend. What a glorious beautiful day. weekend. Uh, and I hear there may not be a basketball beat now. I've actually lied to my uh, the seven quick. Oh, we, did, we had one last week. We had one last week. Last Michael's week, exhausted. Pacers. I mean, yeah, Michael, week, Michael is on. No, this, last week they talked about something that happened 15 years ago, not the Pacers. Yeah, we did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Most of the podcast is about the problem. That's right. Uh, we'll be back after the after the, the uh, Emerald Classic. 
Mm, you got a lot of people are gonna be let down. You got to look those little kids in the eye when you see them on the street, though. That's on you. So. You've gotta, you've gotta keep them wanting more. Is <laughs> what I've been told. All right, all right. Uh, well, um, and are, are we done? Or are we gonna keep going? Because I've got so many more things I could talk about. But... I've got more things, but we can save. We can save all of this. The, the, the coaching carousel is about to get. The coaching oh. carousel is about to get stupid, but. We can save that. We have many thoughts. We can save yeah. that. And so, so in all seriousness, if you're still listening, <laughs> thank you. Um, <laughs> but the the we're going to talk about the coaching carousel, and this is probably I would say but the three of us. It's our well. I, Anish likes pro sports a little more than than Jay and I. Anish loves coaching talk, though. But coaching talk, oh, it is I love coaching there, talk, man. baby. Oh, it's I love fun. coaching talk. It's fun. So we'll, the, have, we'll, have, we'll have a podcast about that the next. We show. all love the game where one of us will throw in like it's like bing, you un, you know unclip the grenade and toss it into our group chat and it's like what about this guy mm-hmm. to this place and everyone's like oh my god that would be amazing Dave. or and then usually Dave comes in and goes well statistically that's not possible yeah you're like, damn it Dave shut up Dave one, dang it cold water don't hear about stats right now not even a niche hey that's true. When you're been, when you're doing your your coaching search as a niche, you're not doing analytics analytics at that time. That's guts. Oh, I if the you know if the if the institution pays the niche search firm uh, to do analytics, then that would be part of the service. That's, that's part of the yeah. Like we wasted most of our mornings collectively this morning arguing about Shiano and Rutgers. Not arguing, yeah, but right. just debate, just dialogue about it. Yeah, it wasn't right. an argument. It was just like, that's what about this? It's just, it's just, what yeah. impact does that it's have? It's endless. <laughs> no, but it's endless fun. What, what, what is any of this? What does any uh, of this mean? What is any of this really? Yeah. What is life? <laughs> All right, I got to go back to work. Well, we wish you a very thank, a very happy Thanksgiving. Be thankful. Um, uh, enjoy hey, your time. Hey, Please hey, be safe. Travel hey, safe. Hey. Yes. Yes. Hey. I'm, hey, thank- hey. I'm thankful for you guys. Oh. Not you guys, no, the listeners, not you. Oh, okay. Oh, oh, oh for a second. Yeah, a moment. Really looking at it. I imagine most people will be listening to this probably on a Bluetooth speaker in their dining room during Thanksgiving. I would have yeah, don't, don't be afraid to play this. I know you pro- you're probably listening to this on the drive to Thanksgiving. Don't be afraid while the Thanksgiving turkey is being carved to, to you know, to put us on. And if put you the, are in- listening to this on the way to Thanksgiving... Then big shouts to your wife because none of us would be allowed to listen to even our own podcast. No, in the car yeah. with our spouse. I, I I can tell you that that my wife just gets angry every time she hears our three voices together. So that's pretty cool. Uh, that's actually not very cool. It's just hurtful because <laughs> we're making music, damn it, and history every time we record one of these podcasts. I think we're the world listen, record holder in podcast. Well, listen, this last week we released. Three quick Dowd released three quick casts. We had two handsome hours and a basketball beat within the last six days. Content. What else do you need? Exactly. What else do you need? I don't think there can be anything else. It's amazing. No. And we get paid zero dollars. That's and, incredible. And, ne- and next week we will give you all of your coaching uh, oh, yeah. uh stupid coaching stupid season talk. Oh. And uh, after you know, after we talk for a half an hour about how David Bell had like 250 all-purpose yards against IU. I don't know if you saw me tweet. David Bell has an outside shot, literally, at leading the league in receiving. All he needs, uh, he needs about 250 yards, and they need to not catch the ball. That's the problem. No, he's like 120 or 140 behind. So <clears throat> he needs to crazy. light it up. He needs to light it up, and they need to have mediocre days. The yeah. guys who are ahead of him. It's not the fact that that's even. It is 
theoretically possible. Really, he didn't play a whole is, bunch early, right? right? First two, three it's games. It's incredible. Yeah. yeah. It's incredible. So. Um, you gotta love, too. Milton Wright's coming along. He looks big. He looks huge, actually, compared to Bell, which is. That's what I said to my son. I was like, you know what? He's going he's gonna to grow into something special because he's so big. He'll be a great possession receiver. So, um, But uh, good show, guys. Really, really good. Um, Jay, Nish, have a great uh, Thanksgiving. Love you guys. Good afternoon.